Uh, so, uh, welcome to the Sunday Bhagavatam class. It's December 5th, 2021. And um, today we are going to start with um, Canto 1, Chapter 14, Text 37. <clears throat> Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So uh, we have several verses today which are called Tristub technically in terms of their meter. They're longer verses. The sloka is four lines of eight syllables each, just like the first verse of the Gita, Dharma Kshetre, Kuru Kshetre, eight syllables, Samaveta Yuyutsava, eight, Mamaka Pandavas Chaiva, Kimakurvata Samjaya. So that's called the sloka. It's actually a, a technical term, but it became a general term because the sloka is the most common meter. Here we have uh, longer lines, so you could say more poetic and, and used for emphasis. So, Jatpada Sushu Shana Mukya Karmana, so 12 syllables as opposed to the eight. So, these are the longer verses. Satyadiyo Vyasta Sahasra Joshita Nirjitya Sankhye Tridasham Sadashisham. Haranti Bajayuda Vallavochita. So poetic, very literary verse. Glorifying Krishna in Dwarka. And so the first line says, Yatpada Shushushana, Mukya Karmana. So Karmana by actions, Mukya, which were uh, most importantly, Shushushana. Yet pada sushushana, serving the feet. In other words, by devoted, devoted, uh, humble service. So the word sushushana, which you may have figured out, comes from the root shru to hear, like shruti, shravana. And this is the desiderative form, which means by, uh, by serving the feet. Very interesting, because one of the common words for service Morning, Vedic OJ. One of the common words for service in Sanskrit is desire to serve. Shushushu, a person desire. I'm sorry, desiring to hear. Desiring to hear. So that's what literally it means. But desiring to hear, eager to hear, means service because, and so if you understand the logic, when you have a Sanskrit word, whose meaning is not technically literal, then there's actually a logical trail which you can follow. So how do you get from point A to point B? How do you get from a word which literally means desiring to hear? And, and how does it come to mean serve? Well, it's because this is the right kind of hearing if you are hearing from a spiritual authority. You hear you listen, you could say you listen, 
because you want to serve. And so you're, you're waiting to hear instructions with the intention to carry them out. It's just like, for example, let's say you're on an airplane and the flight attendant comes by and says, would you like something to drink? Of course, we're devotees, so we have non-alcoholic drinks. But So when the flight attendant says, do you want something to drink? And then you answer, and that person is listening. They're listening to know what their duty is. So it's a, it's a special kind of listening where you're waiting to hear your instructions or what you should do. And that's the word. So you could say by uh, wanting to hear, in other words, by wanting to serve, by wanting to receive instructions. So therefore, jatpada shushushana, serving the lotus feet. Prabhupada uh, here did nicely translates shushushana as administration of comforts. In other words, because that's the kind of service they did. So Prabhupada extends it another logical step. Why does Prabhupada translate a word which literally means shushushana, desiring to hear, and then comes to mean service, and then Prabhupada takes it a step farther and puts in the synonyms that the word means administration of comforts, because that's the specific service. You have uh, wanting to hear instructions, and then serving, and then the kind of service they did. So Prabhupada, you could say his, the synonym he gives is two logical steps from the original root meaning of the word, but that's ultimately what it means. <clears throat> so, jatpada shushushana mukya karmana. So by action, which was mukya chiefly, this uh, serving the feet, satyadiyo, uh, so uh, the duyashta means two times eight. Ashta is eight. Acht, ashta, acht in German. So duyashta, sahasra. So two times eight thousand. That's sixteen thousand. Of course, it's sixteen thousand one hundred and eight queens in Dwarka. But here, it sort of abbreviates it and says. Uh, twice 8,000 uh, ladies, Yoshita, uh, who were Satyadiyo, which is very interesting. They were headed by, or uh, Satya Bhama, Satya Bhama, Satya Bhama. So by twice 8,000 ladies, uh, beginning with such, so here Satyavama is given as the <clears throat> sort of the prominent member of this group, often Rukminias. So Nirjitya, <clears throat> Nirjitya Sankhye, conquering in battle, Trita Shangs, uh, the um, Prabhupada says, denizens of heaven, Trita Shangs literally means three tens. Tree is three, of course, and Dasha is ten related to our English word decimal, which is tens, right? So, um, Tree de Shang, the 30, the three times 10, because there are 30 prominent devas, demigods, and so sometimes they're just referred to as the three tens, the 30, that's one of the ways you can say 30 in Sanskrit. So, Nirjitya Sankhye, Tree de Shang, so uh, conquering in battle, the 30, 
the devas. Tanasi so Haranti, he Vajrayuga Vallavochita. So they took away, the queens took away Vajrayuga Vallavochita. They took away things, Tadashi so blessings or boons, or in other words, they took these desire trees. They took away boons or uh, blessings which were worthy of uchita worthy of proper for or enjoyed by vallava the beloved of uh vajrayuda indra whose ayuda whose weapon is a vajra a thunderbolt so indra is called vajrayuda a thunderbolt weapon so Krishna took for his queens these trees which were because the queens wanted them so therefore it says the queens took them in other words the queens took the trees back with them you could say like how do you pack up desire trees how do you actually physically take them back well these aren't you know these. this is Krishna and his queen so they somehow by their powers they took these Desire trees back to the earth planet. But that's the first verse showing how Krishna could offer his wives uh, things that ordinarily are simply not available to anyone on earth. And it also shows, as Prabhupada points out, that he was a beautiful husband. Uh, there, I, I suppose the uh, some people say, well, in, in, in that culture, the women were subjugated. Actually, if you look a little more closely, you see the men going to extraordinary effort to give the women whatever they want. And there are many cases of that. Here's one case of that. And then, for example, Sudama Brahmana uh, is very poor. And his wife said, why don't you go to your old school friend, Krishna, who now is the Lord of Dwarka. He's fabulously wealthy. I'm sure he will help you. And uh, Sudama didn't want to go and beg from Krishna, but his wife insisted, so he went. Another case is where Pandu <clears throat> approached Kunti when they were living in the, out in the mountains. And after the five Pandavas were born, uh, Pandu urged Kunti to call more demigods to have more sons. And Kunti said no, and Pandu said yes. And then Pandu even quoted this verse saying, that whether he whether a husband is right or that a, a woman must follow her husband whether he's right or wrong and kunti just says no and because she's sticking to her religious principles and at the end pandu obeys her so there are many examples of this where uh, in the real world in real marriages uh just like today uh, the husband often does what the wife wants because it's, you know, you have to negotiate peace in the house. And so a lot of the times the man has to give in and, and do what the wife wants to do. And, and that's the way it was 5,000 years ago. So that's a realistic picture of what was actually going on in marriages. So Jadbahu Dan, this is now verse 38, Jadbahu Dandab Yudhayanu Jivina. Yadu Pravira Yakuto Haya 
mahu atikramantyangribir ahritang balat sabang sudharmang sura satamochitam. So, um, uh, there's one word here, abhudaya, which is a very interesting word. And uh, that word, abhudaya, I'll tell you what it means in the dictionary and I'll explain why it caught my eye. Abhudaya, it can literally mean, aya means going, ud means up, so udaya, upgoing, which can refer to sunrise. And uh, <clears throat> also elevation, increase prosperity, because, I mean, we say in English, things are looking up. So the idea associating up with good, like, for example, she's raised her fortunes or things are looking up. So also in English, we use that imagery of up, meaning things are getting better. So therefore, abhi, abhi udaya, Things are going straight up. So it can mean this word of beauty, uh, elevation, increase, prosperity, happiness, good result. Now, if we go back to the verse at hand, uh, we have the compound, Jad Bahu Danda Abhudhya Anujivina. So we have four words there in the compound. And if we take them apart, uh, anu jivina. Jiva means to live, like jiva means a life, a jiva. And so, um, anu jivina, anu means following. In other words, they, they lived according to something. It's the way they got by, it's the way they were able to live and prosper. Anu. So, that's anu jivina. And so the Yadu, speaking about the, is, this is about in the first words, the second line, Yadu Pravira, the, the Yadu heroes, the Yadu warriors, the Yadu uh, valiant Yadu warriors, heroes, they lived, Anujivina, they lived by following or by depending on uh, Udaya, the literally the 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 um the strength or the prosperity uh of the bahudanda bahudanda means the staff of the arms because the danda is also a weapon i think in buddhism it's called bojitsu it's um so a danda, for example, punishment in Sanskrit is called danda, the stick or the staff. So the staff, a danda is not only for a sannyasi, but also it's a symbol of punishment. It's a symbol of power, the staff. And so the bahu danda, in other words, Krishna's arms could punish the Yadu enemies, could subdue them. Uh, his arms, so Bahu Danda, and so Yad refers to Krishna, whose whose arm staffs, you could say, uh, and by the by the um, imposition, by the by the uh, influence, by the 
could say about the prevalence, like his arm staffs were creating this fortune because he was a warrior and he could defeat their enemies and, and therefore there was prosperity, there was wealth. So by the fortune brought about by the arm staffs of Krishna, the Yadas were living. Yadu Pravira, I mean, they themselves were heroes, but they were living by depending on the prosperity brought about by the arm staffs of Krishna, Bahudanda. And therefore, they were always akuto bhaya, fearless in every respect. Abhaya means fearless, without danger, without fear. And akutaha means from anywhere. So they were, they had no danger from anywhere, literally is what it says here. Uh, akuto bhaya, that they had, uh, they, from, they had danger from nowhere, from no, from in, in, in no direction was there danger for them. Muhu, always, they were always secure, they were always safe, the Yadu heroes, because they were living by depending on the prosperity, the good fortune brought about by the armed staffs of Krishna. So let's see how Prabhupada translates that. I'm just curious here. So the great heroes of the Yadu dynasty being protected by the arms of Lord Sri Krishna always remain fearless in every respect. That's very good. It's a very literal translation Prabhupada gave there. So Adikramant Yangrivir Ahritam Balat Sabhang Sudharamang Sudasatamochitam. So those Yadu heroes are literally Adi Kramanti. They are stepping over. Kram means to step and Adi means over. So Adi Kramanti, in other words, they're walking on. They're walking on uh, Angri Bir with their feet because Adi Kramanti can also mean to step over in the sense of just to conquer someone or subdue someone. But the word Angri Bir with their feet is making clear that it's talking about physical walking over. That's why the word hungry beer is there. So with their feet, they're walking over, meaning, you know, enjoying walking over uh, a sabang, an assembly hall, which is named Sudharmam, because it brought about good virtue, good dharma. Uh, they're walking on the floor of this famous celestial assembly hall which was Ahritam, which was captured, which was brought to Dwarka Balat by force. By force, there's a whole story of how the Sudharma came and Krishna, uh, the Pandavas defeated, uh, I think, Gandharvas. And so, and this assembly hall was Sura Satamochitam. It was appropriate for, desired by, it was worthy of the greatest of the celestial sura, the gods, uh, septama, and the best of them. Set means good, uh, you know, like set, like satsanga, a good association. And so septama means the best. So it was worthy of the best of the suras, the best of the celestials, this assembly hall. So Prabhupada translates the second half of that. And therefore their feet trample over the Sudharma assembly house, which the best demigods deserved, but which was taken away from them. So the next verse is, Kachate namayang tata, brashtate javibhasime. So kachit 
the first word at the beginning of a sentence makes it a question. Like, is it the case? Or probably translates whether, whether this is the case. So, kachit, te anamayang tata. Tata is a word used. It, you can use it to address, you know, a brother, a parent, a child. It just means like dear one, something like that. My dear. It means something like that. Uh, the dictionary, let's see what it says. It's sort of, a, it's, a, it's a term of endearment, which is used. Um, so the term of affection, the term of affection addressed to a junior. Uh, or a senior, in other words, anyone. So it's, it's just a, it, it's a term of endearment. That's what it is. Tata. So, like, dear brother, in this case, uh, so this is a typical question when people meet in the Bhagavatam or in Sanskrit. This is a typical question, like, roughly, it's, it's very much like, let's say, in English, if you meet a friend or a relative, you say, is everything going well? Is everything going well? Or no, no problems? Because Amaya, Anamaya means without, Anamaya means no Amaya. And the word Amaya means um, a disease. And of course here, it means not just like you don't, you're not sick. It also, it's, it's like, you know, no problems, no serious problems. You know, you're healthy, you're well, no, no health problems. So it's just, it's, it's the way people sort of greet each other, you know, when they meet after a while. So, so my dear brother, uh, is everything all right? No serious problems. Because vivasime, you look to me, like you're, you know, you seem to me. Ba means like light. And, and so vivasi is to look a certain way or to seem a certain way because you look to me as if you are brushta teja, as if literally you've lost your teja, you've lost your glow, you've lost your splendor, you've lost your brightness. And so alabdhamano avagyata. So uh, as if, is it is it that you uh, alabdhamana, you lost your good reputation, mana, means like one's reputation. And so, like Lord Chaitanya said, amanina amanadena, without giving oneself a high reputation, but giving respect, giving uh, consideration to others. So, alabdhamana means you did not get respect. Alabda, you didn't get respect or proper, people didn't treat you properly. Avagyata, you were Prabhupada says neglected or insulted or considered, you know, in some low way. Kimva tata chiroshita. Or is it kimva or is it tata? He repeats the word tata, so it's a very affectionate verse. Oh, or is it tata? Because uh, chiroshita, uh, ushita is from the verb vas, to dwell. It's because you were living away for so long. So Prabhupada says, Shiroshita, because of long residence. 
So Chidoshita in Sanskrit is uh, often used to mean that someone is away from home. That for a long time you were dwelling, as understood, away from home. You've been away for so long, away from your actual home. So uh, here, Yudhisthira begins to conjecture, like, what could be the cause of Arjun's miserable appearance? Prabhupada translates this, my brother Arjun, please tell me whether your health is all right. You appear to have lost your bodily luster. Is this due to others disrespecting and neglecting you because of your long stay at Dwarka? So maybe we'll do one more today and then we'll see if there are any questions. Uh, Shabdadi Bhir Mangalai Nadatam Uptam. Um Artivya Asaya Jat Pradeshutam. Translate this. Has someone addressed you with unfriendly, inauspicious words? So Abhihata, Abhavai, those who don't have bhava, those who don't have feeling for you. That's the idea. And then the uh, avihata is an interesting word, which Prabhupada translates as um, as addressed. Avihata struck. Struck as hata means to like strike or to kill. Uh, afflicted, visited with. So have you been sort of set upon, addressed, really in the sense of someone really coming after you by people who are not friendly, shabdadi beer with words, etc. So words, etc. means that, you know, if someone really mistreated you, people that have no feeling for you, among the lie, by people who are, by inauspicious words, or nadhatam uktam, uh, did you, was something which was promised, artibia, to, to people who begged for it, who were asking for it, was it promised, was it stated, but not given? Uh, and to people who who are really desiring it, and pratishutam, uh, it was promised, it, it was, it was, uh, it was asked for, it was promised, but it wasn't given. Because that kind of unethical behavior can make a good person very unhappy. So anyway, so Yudhisthira is going through all these different questions. And then at the end, of course, he'll understand the real problem, which he already understands, but he's kind of talking around it that Krishna's left. So uh, we'll stop there for now. And I'll see if there are any questions. Um, thank you all for your comments. I'm fortunate because at least in the, at least in the Sunday class, the comments are all nice. Um, don't see any questions yet. Well, we have no questions today.
Oh, from Ramananda Das. In reference to the Pandavas depending on the arm staffs of Krishna, in verse 38, and thus being fearless, where did their confidence come from? How did they get that confidence such that the leap to faith did not seem inconceivably vast? Well, first of all, it wasn't really a leap at all. Because, for example, when Jarasandha attacked Dwarka with a huge number of troops, um, and Jarasandha himself is very powerful, Krishna actually transported the the, the uh, Yadus across the country, you know, many, many hundreds of miles to Dwarka and just manifested for them this beautiful city floating in the water. So if someone can do that, then you're not going to be too nervous. One other thing. Plus, I mean, Dwarka had been attacked and Krishna had defended them. So their confidence was based on personal experience. It wasn't a leap. It was just, I mean, even ourselves, we may not be engaged in such amazing activities as the yadus but i mean the fact that we're still here the fact that you're still there asking the question and i'm still here and you know trying to answer it i mean god only knows how much we've all been through all the challenges all the difficulties and here we are so we have every reason to trust krishna that if we are sincere krishna will always take care of us and so the Yadus are devotees and they had the same in their own spectacular way. They had the same experience and so they trusted Krishna because Krishna always protected them. So Jagat Palana is Yudhisthira asking only material things. Um, material things become spiritual things when you're a devotee and you're engaged in devotional service. For example, I could drink a little OJ little oranges and you can say well that's a material thing or uh i have this little microphone which uh i finally surrendered to and um so you could say plugging in the microphone was a material thing you could say anything was a material thing but if you're doing it for krishna it's not a material thing and the pandavas were great devotees so someone who's Count is called Self Savior with two dollar signs, which is a very interesting name. So, could you speak on Vatsalya Rasa in the Gaudiya Sampradaya? Most devotees usually discuss Sakya and Madhurya. Um, well, the whole Damodar month, we sing that song in which uh, Mother Yashoda figures very prominently. So, we I'm working on the Mahabharata now, and I'm having to, you know, really give a lot of attention to Vasudev and Devaki or Kunti. So in the Bhagavatam, Kunti, who has maternal feelings, she's the aunt of Krishna. She's very prominent. We have the teachings of Kunti, and even uh, Bhima Sena. I'm sorry, not Bhima Sena. Bhishma was several generations older than Krishna, and he has all of his prayers. So in the Bhagavatam 10th Canto, there are a lot of stories with Nanda and Jasoda and then Vasudeva and Devaki. So, uh, and we talk about these things. For example, Lord Chaitanya, 
in Jagannath Puri, um, who was very, very fond of one of his greatest devotees, Bhavananda Roy, who was older, who was sort of in Vatsalya Rasa. So, um, yeah, Vatsalya Rasa, it is there. There were other older devotees. There were other older devotees. And Lord Chaitanya had his relationship with his mother, Sachi Mata. And as we know, Nityananda also saw her as a mother. And so if we look at our books and so on, there's a, there's plenty of Vatsalya Rasa. Someone, okay, this is a very random question, quoting from the Dashavatar Stotra. Vasati Dashina Sikare Dharani Tavalagna. Dashina there means the, the tusks. And it means the earth dwell, dashana, sikare, in the tips of the tusks, dharani, the earth, tavalagna, attached to you there. That's what it means. How Krishna saved the earth, picked up the earth. Oh, <laughs> self-savior, that's, that's fine, no problem. That's Nitai Bhikshu. I thought your name was really kind of amusing, but so Hare Krishna, thanks for adding that. That is uh, Nitai Bhikshu. Uh, from Sri Sri Radha Govinda Dave Mandir in Brooklyn. It's nice to have you with us. And um, so that's, those are all the questions I can see. So thank you all very much for listening. And I hope we'll be together again next Sunday. All the best to everyone. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.